Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome once again to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How's everybody doing out there? I hope that everybody had a great Veterans Day weekend. We have a jam-packed show. We have a lot of Columbus-related sports to talk about. I'm going to get into all of it. Before I get into the show, I just want to remind all my listeners that you are listening to us on WQEE. 99.1 FM The Key out of Noonan, Georgia. Brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Christie's Cafe, The Man of the Mirror Podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. My broadcast partner and co-host Corey Bank is not going to be on the show today because he is at a golf tournament. He is going to join me tomorrow. I know he's doing a lot of great things. I normally don't have a Monday guest. But I am excited about my next guest. It is Sports Visions, DJ Jones. He has been on the show before. He is the 1980 national champion from the University of Georgia and former Green Bay Packer. Before he joins the show, we have got a lot of sports to cover in the Chattahoochee Valley, including the Columbus River Dragons getting their revenge on the Watertown Wolves, the home opener, Veterans Day night at the Columbus Civic Center, Got the University of Georgia winning the SEC East. And so the showdown is set. Georgia versus LSU in the SEC Championship on December the 3rd. And World Cup soccer is just a week away. I have a jam-packed week of guests. DJ is going to be on shortly for today's show. I plan on having Columbus River Dragons forward Jay Krupp on the show this week. My broadcast partner and co-host Corey Bank will return tomorrow And just a reminder that we will be broadcasting live at Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill. And we are planning on having the Columbus State women's soccer coach, Jay Intledge. They get the big 1-0 win over Lenore Ryan. I was so privileged to be able to call that game for the Peach Belt Network and Cougar Sports TV. And uh, Warren and I were up there just filling in. And uh, did a great job. And the Columbus State Lady Cougars soccer team, thanks to a goal in the 80th minute, they will take on Flagler this Friday afternoon at the Walden Soccer Complex as they will take on their Peach Belt foe, Flagler, once again for the third time this season. I want to start the show talking about the River Dragons. What a weekend for the Columbus River Dragons. We circled this game on the calendar when they were taking on the defending Commissioner's Cup champion, Watertown Wolves. I know that the Columbus Civic Center was packed. It was an electric atmosphere. 
and the Columbus River Dragons get the sweep over the Watertown Wolves, 6-2 and 2-0. And Jay Krupp, have yourself a weekend. Three goals over the weekend. He scored two goals in the 6-2 win on Friday against Watertown, and then he scored another goal in the 2-0 win Sunday night. And the Columbus River Dragons are 7-1 on the season. They are currently... In first place in the Continental Division with 20 points. Right now, they have the second best record in the Federal Prospects Hockey League behind the Danbury Hattricks. They will take on the Port Huron Prowlers for a two-game series starting Friday night at the Columbus Civic Center. Now, I hope to have Jay Krupp on this week. Right now, your leading points leader is Austin Doe. Alex Storjahan is leading the River Dragons with six goals. And head coach Jerome Boom Boom Bouchard has done a great job just getting this team ready. And they look like one of the top teams in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. And a big shout out to Scott Brand, the general manager for the Columbus River Dragons. He's done a great job with this team, putting this team together. He's been a guest on the show. and Hopefully I can get him back on. And I was able to listen to both broadcasts on the YouTube channel for the Columbus River Dragons. And Tom Callahan did an outstanding job. How impressive has that been that we were able to get a veteran NHL play-by-play announcer to call the Columbus River Dragons games? And uh, I could not make it out to the Civic Center. I want to try to get to a game very soon, but I was able to watch the games on YouTube. And just a great job by the Columbus River Dragons. 7-1 on the year. Now let's switch gears to Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars basketball. The Columbus State Cougars are 2-0 right now. They get the victory over Mount Olive in a thrilling fashion Saturday night as in the last 13 seconds, they score four points. They were down 63-62 and they were able to score the last four points to win 66-63. The leading score for the Cougars is the local kid from Carver, Daniel Melvin, he is the transfer student from Clayton State, coming back to the Fountain City to play basketball for Columbus State. And they do have some veterans from last season's team, including Nelson Haskin. Columbus State off to a hot start. They are 2-0. They travel to Atlanta this Wednesday night to take on Morehouse. And their first game at the Lumpkin Center is Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m., where they will take on former Peach Belt foe UNC Pembroke. So come on out to the Lumpkin Center and watch the Columbus State Cougars. And if you cannot make it to the game, you can listen to Hall of Fame broadcaster Scott Miller on 88.5 Cougar Radio. Always does a phenomenal job. I'm very happy to be part of the Columbus State family now that I've filled in for a Columbus State soccer game. So anytime you guys need me, uh, I would love to be on the broadcast, especially with Scott. I think that that would be just a bucket list type of scenario for myself. Now let's talk about the Columbus State Lady Cougars. They did get the win over Newberry College, 81-55. to But they did lose in the PBC SAC Challenge on opening night against Chowan University, 68-66. to It was a very close game. So far, we know about the play of Amber Abusberry, but Amelia Tenbrock has really come on of late, and Kristen Gaucher. 
They have some players. And then they have a special lighting of the tree ceremony tonight at the Lumpkin Center where they will take on the University of Montevello. They have a holiday tip-off and tree lighting event. And I was told that this event is free. So come on out to the Lumpkin Center and see the Lady Cougars in action and see some impressive basketball. You know, Coach Hauser says he's got a young team, but they are hungry. They are ready to compete in the Peach Bell Conference. And I'm excited about Lady Cougar basketball. Now let's switch gears to Lady Cougar soccer because I had the privilege to call this game with Warren. I was able to call round one and round two in the NCAA tournament at the Walden Soccer Complex. Now starting with the first game on Friday as the Columbus State Lady Cougars were taking on the Skyhawks of North Georgia. And they were down two to one after the first half, but they came back. They rallied to get three goals in the second half thanks to Rachel Swigard's hat trick They were able to win in round one. They move on to round two Sunday afternoon against Lenore Ryan, and this was a more tighter contest. Lenore Ryan was the 16th ranked team in the NCAA, but in the 80th minute, Lauren Barnes gets her fifth goal of the season. This was a shot. It looked like she was trying to center it to a teammate, but it hooked in the back of the net, and the goal call is phenomenal. Warren did an amazing job with the goal call. And I was glad that I was up in the press box to be a part of it. The Columbus State Lady Cougars advanced to the third round of the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016. And they will take on their longtime opponent out of the Peach Belt Conference, Flagler. This will be the third time that they're playing them this year. So come on out to the Walden Soccer Complex at 3 p.m. on Friday to see the Columbus State Lady Cougars in action in the third round. We did have high school playoffs in the Chattahoochee Valley. We got semifinal matchups coming up this weekend. Central advances, Auburn advances. They're now meeting once again in the semifinals. Glenwood gets a big win over Morgan Academy. And they will take on Lee Scott Academy in the championship game this Thursday night in Montgomery at the Cramden Bowl. The Glenwood Gators have a chance to win a state title in the AISA. Unfortunately, several high schools in the Chattahoochee Valley season came to an end to include Beauregard. Spencer lost in the first round to Berrien. You had LaGrange lose to Burke County. Troop County was able to advance. They are going to take on the Syrup Makers of Cairo in the second round. Carver is going to be on the road against Harlem. And Northside is taking on the defending state champion, Warner Robbins. That is going to be an exciting game. St. Ampicelli, they're trying to win their first state title in the GIAA. They are taking on Bethlehem Christian Academy in the first round of the GIAA playoffs. And there's a possibility with Brookstone taking on First Presbyterian Day, there's a possibility we could have a second round matchup in the GIAA playoffs between St. Ambicelli and Brookstone. But don't forget, all the action of the high school football playoffs will be on the high school football Friday Night Lights preview review show this Friday, and as the season winds down, I'm going to start calling it the high school show because I'm going to include 
high school basketball in the conversation because there are a lot of high school basketball teams that are starting play already and they start revving things up in December and then region play in January and it is going to be nothing but high school basketball as the Spencer Green Wave here in Columbus trying to defend their state championship. You know, they won it in 4A last year. Now they get to see if they could try to do it at the 2A level. I don't think there was ever a question that Georgia was going to lose to Mississippi State. They are dominant 49 to 19. It was a little tight in that first half with that punt return that made it 17 to 12, but Georgia is just the better team. They're 10-0. They wrap up the SEC East, and they will take on the LSU Tigers thanks to a very narrow 13-10 victory for the LSU Tigers over the Arkansas Razorbacks. And what Brian Kelly has done in year one, pretty amazing. I know this is not the SEC championship we wanted to see, but LSU is going to be one of those sneaky teams that is just continuing to get better. Alabama was in danger of losing their third game for the first time since 2010. I've never seen an Alabama Crimson Tide team struggle as much as they have done on the road. They nearly lost to Ole Miss, but they pull out the victory 30-24 to thanks to Bryce Young's three touchdown passes. Ole Miss, down 30-24, to had a chance to win the ballgame. And once again, you have a team like an old Miss like Texas A&M, like Texas, that could have beaten Alabama and you could possibly see Alabama with five losses. This is still a very disappointing team. But the Alabama Crimson Tide standards and what Nick Saban expects of this team, it's not working. Alabama is out of the college football playoff consideration. Had a slight chance to get in. But I believe that both coordinators are going to be fired. They have got to do something about this offense and defense. They get the win. And congratulations to the Crimson Tide getting a win against a top 11 team on the road, Ole Miss. You know Lane Kiffin wanted to try to win that game more than anything. Looking at some of the other scores in college football, TCU keeps their college football playoff hopes alive by getting a 17-10 win over Texas. Washington defeats Oregon, which gashes their hopes for a college football playoff berth. The biggest shocker was Vanderbilt beating Kentucky 24-21. You have Tennessee still in the mix for a college football playoff berth. I think if the Tennessee Volunteers win out, they could possibly sneak in if TCU loses. Because I believe a one-loss Tennessee team could make it into the college football playoff. They set a record with 720 yards of total offense against the Missouri Tigers, defeating them 66-21. to A school record of 724 total offensive yards. It's amazing. Some of the local teams in Georgia, Georgia Tech, they lose to Miami at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 35-14. to And Ja'Cory Brown filling in for Tyler Van Dyke. And the U, they have a shot at making a bowl game. They're 5-5. Five and five. Looking at the rest of their schedule, they do take on Clemson. But if they beat Pitt at home, they're going to a bowl game. Georgia Tech's path is going to be a little bit harder on the road against North Carolina and on the road against Georgia. 
But the Auburn Tigers, I want to talk about the Auburn Tigers because they get the win over Texas A&M. Yes, they roll Toomer's Corner. The fans, the players, they're excited. They stay late after the game on the planes. Just an electric atmosphere. I'll get into the whole demise of Texas A&M, but let's talk about how the players play for interim head coach Cadillac Williams. Auburn is 4-6. and six. I believe they're going to beat Western Kentucky next week. They will go into the Iron Bowl with a 5-6 and six record with a chance to beat Alabama and go to a bowl game. I love how their team is playing for Cadillac Williams. I would want the Auburn boosters and the athletic director to at least consider Cadillac Williams for the full-time job. Auburn just responds differently to him, and I think that he would be a great head coach. But the Auburn fan base wants to try to get a big name. If they do go that route, I at least want to see Cadillac Williams get a shot and at least stay on the coaching staff. But he does have a future in coaching, that is for sure. Georgia State loses to Louisiana Monroe at Center Park Stadium 31-28. You had Austin P beating Kennesaw State 31-14 at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. And Mercer loses to Furman 23-13. LaGrange College's season has come to an end. They lose to Huntington 55-7. And the LaGrange College Panthers finished the season with a 1-8 record. They did have some bright spots. Shedrick Lindsey, he has been their quarterback all season long. And he had a pretty good game but it was tough for the LaGrange Panthers. Meanwhile, the Point University Skyhawks finish their season with a 4-7 and record. And after starting 0-5, they won their last four of six. And they finished in the conference 3-2. Like I said, this is going to be a very jam-packed show. We did have college basketball over the weekend. Georgia Tech is 2-0. They beat Georgia State. Georgia is... 0-1 after losing to Wake Forest. And the Mike White era begins in Athens. They fall to the Demon Deacons. 81-71. And the Auburn Tigers are 2-0 as they are ranked as well. Some of the action over the weekend is really a cool moment. Gonzaga beats Michigan State. They are actually playing a basketball game on the USS Abraham Lincoln. And so playing basketball on an aircraft carrier... That's a pretty awesome sight to see, and that was great. Uh, a big shout-out to the Georgia Vipers. Uh, they are 2-0 as they get the win over Southwest Florida. And if you have not seen a Georgia Vipers game, it is fun and exciting basketball in the Professional Basketball Association. I have had point guard Cortez Chaney on the show a couple of times, and we do have professional basketball here in the Fountain City. NBA over the weekend, the Atlanta Hawks lose to the Philadelphia 76ers 121-109, and the Atlanta Hawks are 8-5 on the year. They will take on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Speaking of the Philadelphia 76ers, they beat the Jazz 105-98. They're starting to feel their groove. They're 7-7. Joel Embiid scores a career-high 59 points. He was unstoppable. And I did watch the Nets-Lakers game. It was on NBA TV last night. This was supposed to be a preview of the NBA Finals. LeBron going up against KD. That was not the case. LeBron was still out. 
I think that Anthony Davis, he has got to be healthy in order for the Lakers to compete. He scores a season-high 37 points. The Lakers are only 3-10. and 10. They have got to figure this out because once they start playing elite teams, I think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be in trouble. And what has happened to the Golden State Warriors? They lose to the Sacramento Kings 122-115. to The Warriors are 5-8, and and I know they had a tough road trip where they went out to the East Coast and played five straight games, and they lost all five road games. But the Warriors should figure it out. It's still early in the NBA season. Milwaukee, Boston, they both are leading the Eastern Conference. Portland, Denver, Utah, we do have some surprises in the Western Conference. Still a little too early to talk NBA basketball, but we will start revving it up. National Football League, I know that the Falcons played on Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers. Hopefully I'll have Justin Dale on this week as we will break down that game. I think it is time to start Desmond Ritter, especially when they got a game going up against the Chicago Bears. Some of the takeaways from the games in the National Football League, we witnessed probably the greatest game all year. The Minnesota Vikings, they are for real. They get the win over the Buffalo Bills, 33-30 in overtime. And that Justin Jefferson catch, which is starting to become viral, could be the greatest catch of all time. I keep watching it over and over again, and that looked amazing. You have the Raiders losing to the Indianapolis Colts, and I believe Josh McDaniels is done. He's done as a head coach. Two and seven is not going to cut it, especially with the expectations that the Raiders had. I mean, look at their talent. They get Devontae Adams. They have Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr has a great team around him, but they can't get results. Green Bay comes back from 14 down to defeat the Dallas Cowboys, 31-28. to And are the Green Bay Packers starting to feel their groove? You had the Miami Dolphins, which I think they could be a dark horse to make it to the Super Bowl. They beat the Cleveland Browns 39-17. to You had the Chiefs. They beat the Jaguars 27-17. The Titans, they are 6-3. and They beat the Broncos, which are considered one of the most disappointing teams in the league. The Buccaneers, they're starting to turn the corner. They're now 5-5. Five and five. They have control of the NFC South. So Thanes are okay with Tom Brady. They get the win over the Seattle Seahawks. In Germany, 21-16. You had the Giants beating the Texans, 24-16. The Giants are 7-2, which they are now in second place in the NFC East. The Cardinals beat the Rams, and the Rams are the most disappointing team. The defending Super Bowl champions are 3-6. And and then the Steelers beat the Saints, 20-10. When T.J. Watt plays, they're just a much better team Looking at some of the other scores, the Detroit Lions beat the Bears 31-30. to And then, of course, the Monday night football game tonight is the Washington Commanders taking on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. I do want to talk about that Sunday night football game between the 49ers and the Chargers. Uh, my takeaways were in that first half that anytime they play an elite quarterback, this is what happened to the 49ers when they took on Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert can make plays. Even though he didn't have Keenan Allen, he didn't have Mike Williams, Everett got injured in the game. He was losing his weapons left and right. This was a game the 49ers are supposed to win. You're supposed to beat the Chargers, especially at home. The 49ers do get the win. I'm happy about that, but there are some things that they need to clean up. They win 22-16. to I feel that with George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, and now with Elijah Mitchell coming back, they are a dangerous 
offense. Their big weakness is at corner. After Chavarius Ward, they don't have a second corner, especially with Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley going out with injuries. I think that now the Eagles and the Vikings are starting to separate themselves in the NFC as the number one and number two seeds. After that, who is the third best team in the NFC? Maybe the Cowboys? Maybe the Giants? I still think it's going to be the 49ers. When it's all said and done, the 49ers are going to win the NFC West, and they're probably going to be the number three seed. We are approximately one week away from the World Cup. I'm going to talk World Cup on this show a lot. Next Monday at 2 p.m., the United States is taking on Wales. And I want to remind you that there is a watch party at Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill. And it's also going to be at El Carrizo and Aguave. There are some places in Columbus where you can watch World Cup soccer. This thing is kicking off Sunday with the host country, Qatar, taking on Ecuador. Who is going to win the World Cup this year? France won it in 2018, but you've got some great matchups. France is taking on Australia. Mexico taking on Poland. Argentina taking on Saudi Arabia. This is the final World Cup for Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Myanmar. I think that Brazil and Germany, a lot of people are forgetting about how dominant Brazil and Germany have been in previous World Cups. But we shall see how it goes. So like I mentioned, my broadcast partner and co-host Corey Bank is not going to be joining me today. He is actually taking part in the Chattahoochee Valley Military Golf Tournament. The proceeds are going to the Army Emergency Relief Fund. So that is for a good cause. He is going to return on the show tomorrow. And then he's also going to be joining me live at Ivy Park for our live show, which will air on Wednesday. Well, I believe it's about that time to bring on my guest, for Monday's show. It's Sports Visions, DJ Jones. You don't want to go anywhere. DJ is going to come on the show and we are going to talk local sports here in the Chattahoochee Valley. Looking forward to it. We'll be right back with DJ Jones from Sports Visions. We are back and on the show. He's been on before. I've got Sports Visions, DJ Jones, national champion from the 1980 Georgia Bulldogs, former Green Bay Packer, and a Super Bowl appearance. And DJ, I see you rocking the Sports Visions t-shirt. You got a big show today on Sports Visions with Thrift Behringer. I'm excited about it. Uh, a lot of events happening in the Chattahoochee Valley, and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show. There's just a lot of local stuff going on. Uh, I know I'm expecting a jam-packed show today. Just you got the River Dragons, Columbus State, men and women's basketball, the soccer team making it to the round three of the NCAA playoffs. And then you and Thrift are calling a special road game at Harlem, just outside of Augusta, as the Carver Tigers make it to round two. But DJ, good morning. What's going on? Hey, man. I'm just happy to be here. It's a great time uh, of year. This is football season. It's high school football playoffs. Of course, the University of Georgia is number one in the nation. The SEC has uh, been just a, a sensational uh, time to watch uh, SEC football. Uh, this is my time of year. This is my favorite time of year. And you know, DJ, I do have a local podcast dedicated to Columbus sports. 
The Columbus River Dragons are 7-1. and one. Uh, They actually got revenge on the Watertown Wolves, uh, getting both games at the Columbus Civic Center. Jay Krupp, which I'm going to have on the show this week, scoring three goals. I'm just excited to see River Dragons hockey. We got the Columbus Rapids. They're going to be starting their season in about a month. And uh, we had a big moment in Columbus State women's soccer history for the first time since 2017. They're in round three, taking on Flagler this Friday afternoon at the Walden Soccer Complex. I don't I'm, I'm telling you, I, I was actually filling in on the broadcast uh, with the general manager for the Rapids, Warren, and uh, his goal call when Lauren Barnes got that goal and it just hooked, and Columbus State beats Lenore Ryan one nothing. It was such an exciting moment at the Walden Soccer Complex yesterday. Really excited time to be in Columbus, Georgia, man. I, like you said, uh, the great uh, things that are happening with the River Dragons getting started up. Of course, Columbus State's uh, athletics programs are just sensational. I mean, it's a, it's a really a, it's a gym right here in the Chattahoochee Valley. But uh, congratulations go out to the Columbus State uh, athletics and, of course, the soccer program and River Dragons uh, kicking off the hockey season. It's an exciting time. All right, well, let's talk about your Carver Tigers. I mean, they did get the win over Ups and Lee. They're taking on Harlem on the road. You and Thrift are going to make that trip just outside of Augusta, and uh, you can listen to the game on 92.1, Flavor 92.1, Sports Visions. Uh, you and Thrift have done an outstanding job all season calling the high school games here in the Chattahoochee Valley and uh, I'm looking forward to the broadcast. This is a very important game for the Carver Tigers if they want to make a deep run in the state playoffs like they did last season. It's going to be a little bit tougher because they're going to be on the road, and Harlem is a very talented team. But I'm impressed with the running back, Jamari Riley. He has just been an outstanding running back all year. You know, just taking over for Flip Creedle. I think what the Carver Tigers have done under year one, under Pierre Coffey, has just been incredible. You're absolutely right. And uh, let me just say this. Uh, I'm really proud of Coach Pierre Coffey taking over in his first year, obviously not missing a beat, uh, continuing the great tradition and culture of uh, playoff play, or going taking the team to the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, Thrift and I, you know, we enjoy doing these games. Obviously, we had an opportunity to do uh, the first four playoff games for Carver last year, uh, and, and it was an outstanding. Got a lot of support. And that's what we're calling on as well in order for us to go on to uh, Harlem to do this game, which is just right outside of Augusta. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to make that trip. But uh, based on the response last year, we're hoping that we can uh, broadcast as many games as we can with regards to them uh, pursuing a state championship. But uh, Jamari Riley, like you said, he's an electric running back. He uh, he has done a phenomenal job this year, as has most of the Carver's uh, football team, the defense uh, has, has not let anybody down or didn't miss a beat, kind of like Georgia. Lost a lot of great players off of the defensive uh, uh, team, football team, that you, that you knew their names. Of course, uh, in, in number one, uh, one of their top players uh, going on, well, most of their top players on the defensive side going on to the next level. But, again, you know, the next man up, and, and they, they've done an outstanding job, incredible job. Harlem is a – the Harlem Bulldogs, uh, just just so you know, uh, is an incredible team, a 10-win team. And uh, uh, the, the Tigers are in for a, a really a, a, an impressive challenge. However, again, with uh, knowing uh, with if they stay uh, the course and do the things that they are capable of doing, I think that uh, this could be a pretty interesting ball game. 
Now, DJ, you're a proud Carver alum. One of my favorite to come out of the Chattahoochee Valley of recent in the last uh, 10 years is Isaiah Crowell. Uh, I was a huge fan of his when he played for the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. I think his best season was 2016. We almost rushed for 1,000 yards. Unfortunately, injuries derailed his NFL career, but uh, I just enjoyed him. Freshman, SEC Freshman of the Year in Georgia in 2011. And really, he lit up this city when he played for Carver. And uh, Jack Patterson speaks highly of him because he was a student at Shaw. He saw, witnessed Isaiah Correll just run all over Kinnett Stadium. And uh, you are really a big supporter of Isaiah and what he does. He gives back to the community. And he's got a big event coming up November the 23rd. It's his annual Feed the Hungry. He gives out turkeys. Uh, DJ, just tell the, the listeners about what Isaiah is doing on on november 23rd yeah really proud to, uh, to uh support isaiah i've been knowing him a long long time even during his days as a youngster at carver high school in columbus georgia and he was an all-american there and uh, went on to the university of georgia after being highly recruited and uh he was a freshman all-american at the university of georgia he was a southeastern conference uh freshman of the year uh had some uh scuttlebutts there had to move on to Alabama State, became an all uh, HBCU All-American there, and of course, uh, you know, a lot of uh, folks thought he probably had he hadn't had those issues. Would have been a first-round draft choice in the same breath with as Jadavian Clowney on the defensive side, of course. But you know, that's neither here nor there. He made it as a free agent. The Cleveland Browns signed him. He had a, a extraordinary uh, rookie season, and I thought he had a pretty impressive. Uh, career, even though injuries did sideline him and, and, and halt his career, get, got in seven good years, uh, of course, got vested, uh, made uh, uh, some good money for his family and for the causes that he supports, which, of course, coming up, uh, you know, what I love so much about him, more so than, than talent, was the giving heart. Isaiah Crowell, one of, the, uh, uh, one of Columbus's own who believes in giving back, always have, very fortunate. I'm very fortunate. Sports Visions is very fortunate to have uh, worked with Isaiah the past seven years in coordinating uh, many of his uh, uh, service uh, events here in the community, uh, the giveaways and, and, the, and the feedings at uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, the past seven years, his free youth football camp. So, of course, this uh, Wednesday, or at least Wednesday, the 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, he's going to do his uh, seventh annual uh Feeding, but he started out giving away turkeys in conjunction with his church, uh, South Columbus United Methodist, but broke away a few years ago and wanted to do something a little different. So he, uh, of course, joined forces with Safe House Ministries right here in Columbus, Georgia, uh, which is somewhat of a homeless shelter. And he's going to feed about 150 people Thanksgiving dinner and uh, food will be catered in. And I'm talking about not just a, a regular deal. This is going to be something that you and I cherish, Richard. I mean, turkey. Uh, ham, uh, dressing, you know, collard greens and, 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 and sweet potato souffle and the likes. I mean, this is uh, this is a really, really nice deal for over 150 people uh, right there at the Safe House Ministry here in Columbus, Georgia. And of course, uh, uh, Isaiah loves it and he wanted to do it. And he, uh, of course, hadn't played. Uh, he hadn't decided to retire just yet. But for the most part, we know that uh, his, his days are as a football player pretty much have come to a halt. But he's still continuing to do the things that he could. He started doing seven years ago when he called on uh, me to help him coordinate these uh, feedings, events, 
And uh, I tell you what, I'm just so proud of him and what he's done in this community. We do have an event that's coming up on December the 8th. You're a part of it. And uh, first of all, I just want to say, DJ, I want to say thank you for the invite. It's the 15th annual Sports Visions High School Junior High Luncheon. Uh, These outstanding athletes in the Chattahoochee Valley are going to be honored. The keynote speaker is the Georgia head coach, Kirby Smart. And uh, I'm excited. It's going to be at the St. Luke's Ministry Center on December the 8th. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I, I cannot wait to be there in attendance. And I appreciate you for the invite. Well, we're just excited that we have an opportunity to uh, to serve, to give back, to pay it forward, as a lot of people say. You know, uh, Dale and I, my partner, Dale Williams, uh, we started uh, this uh, Sports Visions organization, this platform, back in 2004, 18 years ago. Uh, again, uh, you know, with uh, the idea of really serving and honoring our local high school uh, student athletes and coaches, yeah, because they meant so much, uh, the coaches did, meant so much to us in our upcoming from youth ball all the way up through high school and college and for me into the pros. But the high school part side of things, and, and, and of course, as a youth ball player, just phenomenal uh, support. And, and I, I know how much it means to uh, be rewarded and to be pat on the back and told that you're doing a great job and continue to strive and do your best. And when you get an award and for someone telling you that you were the best of the best, uh, it was just phenomenal. So we wanted to we wanted to pay it forward. And again, uh, Dale and I, when we were in high school, there was a plethora of organizations that uh, contributed to uh, these events. And of course, whether whether it was football, baseball, basketball, or what have you. And uh, when we started our business back in 2004, uh, three years in, we realized that uh, no, nobody was really honoring the kids the way we were honored as youngsters. So we wanted to put on an old-fashioned uh, award ceremony, whether it be a luncheon or a dinner, uh, we we chose an awards uh, luncheons, and uh, we uh, of course uh, befriended uh, one of our sponsors, uh, who at that time was the Hilton Garden Inn, and that's where we started with a 155 seater uh, little uh, little room up at uh, the Hilton Garden Inn. And a few years later, when we uh, grew the event somewhat, uh, and our first uh, guest uh, for us, uh, the guy who helped made us move out of that doggone hotel was Nick Saban back in 2015. He was the, that was the first time of three visits to Columbus that uh, Coach Saban came down to spend and share time with our local student athletes and coaches and um, blessed us with his inspirational and motivational messages. And since that time, we've had, uh, of course, as I mentioned, Coach Saban three times here, uh, and that was 2015, 2018, and, of course, last year in, in 21. And, of course, we had Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart will be coming for the uh, second time this year. And that's, as you mentioned, on December the 8th. And Kirby came uh, in 2016, uh, his uh, second year at the University of Georgia. But, you know, what started, like I said, in a little 155-seater ballroom at a hotel now is, you know, four, five, six-hundred-seater at uh, the St. Luke Ministry Center with uh, the world-renowned coaches. So we are blessed beyond measures. And all of this on behalf of the exposure and, of course, the, the good graces of our student-athletes and coaches. And I'm really looking forward to it. DJ, we're going to go ahead and talk about your alma mater, the Georgia Bulldogs. They wrap up the SEC East once again. They know they're going to play LSU in the SEC championship, but I feel that they got to go undefeated. I feel like even if they lose to LSU in the SEC championship, I believe they're still going to go to the college football playoff because of their resume. 
You're absolutely right. And uh, but, you know, we don't want to think about them going in uh, with any losses. I want them totally unblemished uh, because, again, this is such a tremendous story, even more so. Their quarterback, Stetson Bennett. This is my thing. It blows me away, man. This thing, you know, this kid has won a national championship. First of all, he is not on the doggone Richter scale when you when it comes to measurables or or, or stars as as the recruiters and the football aficionados say. This guy was a walk on. He's already won a national championship. He's about to win his second SEC championship, possibly a second national championship. You know what? They were talking about Rudy the first time. Well, this guy is about to win. Uh, you know, just say if he wins this, you know, his his second national championship, you know, he's bigger than Rudy in my mind because Rudy Rudy only played one play. This guy has won two. Will could be what could be two national championships. Go figure. I am looking forward to that matchup against the LSU Tigers. I know we didn't expect LSU to be there. We all thought it was going to be Alabama, but with LSU, you know, beating Arkansas, they wrap up the SEC West. And uh, I got a, a one more thing before I let you go. I know in the Chattahoochee Valley, we cover Auburn. I honestly feel that those players play hard for Cadillac Williams. They get the win over Texas A&M. I believe they're going to beat Western Kentucky. They're going to go into the Iron Bowl five and six with a chance to go to a bowl game. I honestly feel that they beat Alabama. They need to give the job to Cadillac Williams. Well, that's going to be a tough one. I know that he deserves it, but uh, I think that the power brokers over on the plains, I think that they, you don't want to go with the, and again, I, I hate saying this, a proven guy because they've had a, a plethora of proven guys that they've ended up, uh, you know, letting go. And again, this would be an ideal situation that uh, car, uh, that uh, Cadillac could take over this team and, and lead them into uh, their next phase. But uh We'll wait and see. I know that uh, there's been a lot of talk from uh, Deion Sanders to uh, uh, to uh, you name it. I mean, all kind of names have come up. But, uh, yeah, Cadillac definitely would be deserving. DJ, always a pleasure when you join the show. I'm looking forward to watching Sports Visions with you and Thrift Behringer today on Facebook Live and on Flavor 92.1 from 4 to 6. I know you got a lot of great guests, and it's going to be a jam-packed show because we got a lot of local stuff to talk about over the past weekend, and it should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And let me just say this, Richard, before we go. Of course, we still have some reserved tables for the uh, luncheon on December the 8th. Just give me a call at 706-681-1136. And, of course, we might have some individual tickets on sale this week. So stay tuned to the Sports Business Radio Show. Absolutely. Before we let you go, how about that win by the Green Bay Packers coming from 14 down in the fourth quarter to beat the Dallas Cowboys in overtime? I know that that's got to make you excited because it's the Cowboys. You know, I'm really excited uh, for the for the Green Bay Packers. I know that a lot has been said about Aaron Rodgers and what he doesn't have as far as receivers, but the young kid uh, uh, that uh, you remember the first uh, game of the season dropped the ball, uh, dropped the t- long touchdown pass. I can't call his name, number nine. But yesterday, three touchdowns, I believe it was, a sensational performance. And, man, I tell you what, uh, really, really strong performance for the Green Bay Packers. Really proud of it. Once Aaron Rodgers trusts rookie wide receivers, he's unstoppable. And I, like when they were four and six a couple of years ago, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and say, I think we're going to run the table. Keep your eyes on those packs. That was DJ Jones, host of Sports Visions former safety for the Green Bay Packers and national champion in the 1980s for the 1980 Georgia Bulldogs. All right. 
Thanks, everybody, for watching another and listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdred. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.